in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10, I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost, and we're here to bring you another week of Top of Thunder, where our patrons over patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 send in questions, topics, whatever they like us to talk about. We don't know what it is beforehand, and uh, we answer as they come. John, I think it's your turn to start. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start with Jason McDonald. He had sent us a couple of them, and so we uh, left this one for today. said, fellas, did you think it was amazing when the movie A Time to Kill solved racism? with Matthew McConaughey going to a barbecue at the end. But seriously, it's a pro-death penalty movie, right? Jason McDonald. And he adds a little uh, meme here. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell, which is a great moment from Samuel L. Jackson on the stand there. Matt Nost, what do you think uh, overall about this? <laughs> Did they solve racism with Matthew McConaughey going to the barbecue? And is it a pro-death penalty movie? Uh, <laughs> Jason asking the hard questions here. Well, <laughs> about that. I mean, they obviously the the only real question in this is it a pro death penalty movie? Yeah, right. I think that's the real question. Yes, that is the real question. Do they solve racism by going <laughs> to a barbecue? Um, most definitely. Yeah, just clearly. I thought it was the Coke ad from the 70s before I was born. And I thought when I came into this world, it was all solved and good. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, is it a pro death penalty movie? I don't know. What do you think? I never really thought of it, I guess. Hoisted onto me. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily a pro death penalty movie, but I do think that if you're the kind of person who, believes this kind of overt and ugly and destructive behavior from racists deserves a death penalty sentence, then yes, you will be absolutely um, sated. Is that the word or satiated by what you see in the movie because, or satisfied, I guess we can go simpler than that satisfied by what you see in the movie because of what happens, you know? So um, I don't know if it's necessarily a pro death penalty movie. I think that's up to you as the viewer. I think a lot of these movies are up to you as the viewer because some people may see exactly what you're seeing and be like, Oh wow, they killed these people. Did it mm-hmm. give them a chance to get redeemed? Did it give them a chance to maybe learn something? You know, can we look back on their backgrounds? Were they raised in a terrible situation? Is that why they believe the things that they believe? I mean, we just had this week Ben Shapiro going at it with eight year olds trying to indoctrinate them about the West Coast and California and all that stupid nonsense. And that, that is essentially indoctrination. There's no difference between that and what you see with ISIS and all this other nonsense. They get people young. They get them to believe certain things because you're, when you're at a young age, your mind is not fully formed. And then they inundate you with this media and this propaganda over and over again to get you to believe. Now, some of you who are listening to us may be people who like Ben Shapiro and you think we've been indoctrinated by the things we've seen on, on other t- – so that's fair. But it's still mm-hmm. – the point of view still holds and the consistency of it 
still holds. You just see it from another side, and I see it from another side. And, of course, here in this movie, clearly it's there for you to take one way or the other. So that's what I think is fascinating and great about a movie like this. And so, no, I don't think it's necessarily a pro-death penalty. I think it's, I think it puts it on the table, and you decide what to do with it as a viewer when you leave the theater. I just the idea, Ben Shapiro. Anytime he comes, did you hear what he said? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's, did I it's fine. I mean, he exists. He's a you know to provoke. Yeah, of course. That's his entire job. Yeah. Uh, both sides have them, and I don't care for any of it. They're yeah. just engaging in fake debate for clicks and for views and for you know yes you have an agenda to push i realize at the heart of it but simultaneously you're doing it in the most shocking manner possible to spark outrage and conversation so that you become the center of attention right you gotta feed Uh, the beast yeah yeah, so i do not pay attention to anything that comes out of that man and a bunch of other people just like nah i am good you're not really (laughs) healthy for the the general discourse no it really isn't uh any of it it just if you're trying to spark outrage then you're not helping the situation there used to be a middle ground that we could do but not anymore i mean it doesn't feel like it i think there is it's just the middle ground is boring so it doesn't grab the headlines and discussion you're right yeah Yeah, it's people like us that are just like now this fucking guy i don't care Right. I don't care to engage. Yeah. Um, you know, so the silent middle to update a <laughs> Nixonian term. But I'm the I'm silent middle, big comrade big mouth. <laughs> to well, I mean, we should, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm uh, left leaning as yes. are you. Yes, am I? But, but I am not, centrist. But I'm not liberal. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, I believe in the death penalty. I, I think it's, it's, I, I'm actually support a death penalty. Um, and I also think there are some financial issues that are more, I lean more conservative in my point of view in some of those things. But yes, overall, I'm left leaning. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There are certain things that I don't agree with. Right. In the Democratic Party, just like that seems like a waste of time, yes. resources, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with the majority of stances. Mm-hmm. And since we have a two, two party system, then I am, I vote more often than not for one over the other. But we should create a third one, a third party and just be the centrists and we just have centrist positions. Yeah. So we don't have to cave to, well, if you're with this side, then you have to agree with this because right. Right. like, I, I don't want that. That doesn't seem. It, it seems like you're catering to a very small percentage and the rest of us have to kind of be folded on, uh, folded along with you on this issue. And just like, that's not really something I, um, that's not a hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah. It's weird that you're not allowed. I mean, uh, one of the things you can say about, and you can look at it one way or the other, right? And I know we don't want to get too deep into this, but like you look at the democratic side of things, the fact that they've let uh, mansion and cinema, and yes, they've taken their hits and criticisms and whatever, and people withdrawing money or threatening to, you know, primary them. Either way, they voted their conscience. On the Republican side of things, you're not allowed to disagree with that guy. You're not allowed to disagree with the, with the big lie, with the Cheeto, and and you have to kind of go along with him. Or, you know, like these big forces come in to unseat you and force you into retirement, and they gleefully kick you out of the Senate. And 
it's that kind of negativity that I see is the difference, right? There's a group think on one side because they're deathly afraid of that guy at Mar-a-Lago. And then the other side, although they may be pissed off about it, there are numerous opinions and points of views that are expressed. And there's battles between the progressives and the more um, uh, moderate uh, uh, Democrats and what have you. And, and I appreciate that. That allows for more conversation, more different, different multiple points of views. But in, in, you know, on the other side, they're, they kick Liz Cheney out of the Republican party in Wisconsin. They kick well, her out. And that kind of stuff is like, just cause you happen I mean, to express an opinion about this or, you know, it's ridiculous. Cinema was censured by the Arizona Democratic party, but she wasn't kicked out like Liz Cheney was in, in, Wisconsin. yeah, that's, and huge. it's, yeah, it's pretty meaningless. Yeah. Ultimately, it's just them publicly saying, no, this isn't what our side of the party should stand for. Right. 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 Um, and then shockingly came out some of the donations that she's gotten. And you wouldn't believe some of the companies. Shocking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's more different opinions allowed on the left side than there is on the right side. And that's an unfortunate thing because I think there are a lot of people on the right side who want to come out and be centrists, but they see their political future hangs on the ballot, hangs in the balance and it almost feels like they feel like they're caretakers in a way to make sure it doesn't tip all the way into the um, extreme, you know? So I don't know, you know? Yeah. People like McConnell have come out against the guy at Mar-a-Lago. What's his face? Uh, even Lindsey Graham this week when, when homie was like, you know, I'm going to pardon these people if I need to. Uh, he was like, this is ridiculous. We can't be saying it's okay to attack the Capitol for God's sake. So, and then immediately got thrown under the bus by, but Mar-a-Lago wasn't it Antifa play. that attacked the Capitol? <laughs> yes, the deep state FBI people lodged in there. You know. Was it? Uh, I don't. I don't know. With all kinds of nonsense. Just the like, mental gymnastics at times is really impressive. It is. It is really impressive. Hold on. <laughs> Did you guys just say this was this other thing? Well, that doesn't suit our needs now that uh, <laughs> yeah. criminal. You know, basically yeah. people are getting prosecuted for this stuff. Well, now it's a real problem. Like, okay, well, yeah, I don't know. The story about the same token, you've got grandma Pelosi and grandpa Schumer over there and that's not helping us move forward for God's sakes. We no, gotta some, we got to get the younger blood in there to be leading in a different way. So it's just like, there's problems. Well, I mean, I think on some level it should just be a, do you trust this person to drive a car? <laughs> no, maybe they shouldn't have the keys to the country. <laughs> that's, I like that's very basic. I, it boils it down to the oh, it does. piece of it. I like that. I don't. I don't trust Biden behind the car. Oh my god! You know god. what I mean? If, no, no, I don't say. Look, if you're that age, unfortunately, yeah. Like my grandma had to give up driving in the past couple of years. Yeah, and it's time. You know, right. she's she's advancing in years. I'm not saying she couldn't still. Right, right. Sometimes it's like there's a point at which. You just shouldn't be doing that anymore. You don't have the reflexes to be a safe driver. Just exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But Pelosi, Schumer, not sure I trust either of you behind the wheel. Well, plus when was the last time either of the two of those actually drove a car? Who knows? (laughs) Anybody that's been in politics for that long? Uh, McConnell, I can't fathom the last time. Oh my God. No, I don't want McConnell behind a wheel. Yeah. No, not in the slightest. But the last two presidents, I wouldn't trust behind the wheel. Oh, yeah, no, no. The previous two before that, no problem. Yeah, I trust you in a car. Please, yeah. I'll buy them a car, please. Yeah, 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 I got zero problem with it. 
Uh, guy before that, I would trust it at the time. Guy before that, I would have trusted. Guy before that, not so much. Not I think so all much. the way back. I mean, Reagan was the last time. I didn't know if I could trust somebody. That's what I'm saying. We go yeah. back to him. Bush the first, Clinton, Bush the second, Obama. Got no problem with any of them driving no when they were president. They all seemed yeah. they like they were fine. On they top were fine. Of <laughs> Carter, sure. Yeah. I wasn't, I mean, I was really young for Carter. I was one yeah. or two years old, so I don't yeah. really know. But it seems like it. He's still building houses. Still at 90. God knows how old he is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Johnson, Kennedy, Nixon. Sure. Drive the sure. car. Sure. I got Truman. no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. Eisenhower, drive the car. Yeah. Sure. That's a fuck. That's a Truman. Fucking sure. Truman. Sure. Roosevelt. Roosevelt can't drive the car. I don't know if he could drive the car. I mean, if you could. Well, if we got a, like a, a, you know, you got a setup in there. Yeah. You got a specifically designed for. Something like that. But by his third term, probably not. Probably not. Probably, probably not. not. Fair enough. Yeah, might be pushing it. This is a this is a great this is a great new campaign slogan. Vote for he can drive the car. You wanna I, I mean the Republicans are pulling out of potentially pulling out of presidential debates, so I'm just <laughs> turning it into a driving test. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just can you pass a basic driving test? Yes or no? I want to put them on supermarket sweep. Like I want to see them going and trying to stack stuff into a cart. And cause like, aren't you supposed to, I, I would create the game that you've got to hit it at a certain, like you've got to get to a certain amount of groceries and do the math in your head. So if you can do that in three minutes and grab stuff and figure no out. No fucking chance. Well, you know the prices, if you don't know the prices, you shouldn't be present. Yeah. But they would be coached up. If you could just blindly oh, yeah. take them in. <laughs> That's what I mean. Blindly take them in. Yeah. They didn't know, but there's, I mean, it's a gorgeous world that you're trying to create where yeah. you could spring something like that onto a presidential candidate because never in a million years would they ever agree to do it. But because the, the old political axiom is, you know, you need to know the cost of a gallon of milk. Yeah. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're just out of touch. You can coach him up into a driving person. test though, man. Yeah. That's what I, I agree. And Thank there you. would be a discussion of, well, what's in the driving test? Are we doing parallel parking? My guy doesn't do good parallel parking. So we're not doing that. Like they would. Oh, that's right. There'd be debate about. Uh -huh. There'd be the back and forth of not three point turns. He sucks at. So we're not doing three point turns. <laughs> we won't show up if there are three point turns. I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. exactly. My candidate will not be coming if there's three point turns. What about, are we checking mirrors? All right. He's fine with checking mirrors. That's fine. How big is the mirror? What kind of car are we talking about? Yeah. My oh, candidate yeah. Let's, will not drive anything let's start there. The year 2000. <laughs> well, I, and we can't drive like a Prius. Cause that's some hippie liberal car. Yeah, no, you're not going to see me in a Prius. Yeah. So the Republican will drive a truck. Yeah. Big Ford F-150, a Ram, yeah, a Dodge the, Ram. The, the, and the Democrat will drive some hybrid something or other. And then the Republican will push for an obstacle course that you'd have to drive over like humps and all that stuff, like dirt, whatnot. Would they take the Hummers and Jeeps through just for shits and giggles? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it. Hey, if you could just spring it on them, there's all kinds of just yeah. basic tests that I would love to. I would love the call of that too. Oh, did not see that coming. That was oh, a hard a bump there. Dodgeball. Fucking <laughs> see this on the Ocho. <laughs> we got Bateman and, uh, oh, son of a Gary Cole. Gary Cole, yeah. <laughs> the final test is they throw a cougar in the car, just like Ricky Bobby and see how they do with a cougar in the car. See a bunch of old white guys just get mauled every year. <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. Oh, down goes Romney. That would be great. 
Um, fantastic. <laughs> I, I love this new president. This is more, this I'm down with. This I can get along with, man. You know? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We're pushing for it in the next election cycle. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for that question that prompted such a fun discussion. All right. Let's uh, go to our next one. What do we got here, Matt? Uh, this one comes from Peter and says, what's up, guys? Thanks for all the content. With shows like Loki and Peacemaker, is there a superhero that doesn't currently have a series that you think would make a great t- transition to the small screen? Which characters could have an interesting season or season arc? Thanks, Pete. Ooh. Damn, that's a good question. Sir, so, superhero. So I guess if he includes Loki and Peacemaker, obviously yeah. they can be from movies. Well, he's just saying, yeah, anything from the movies that transitions to the small screen. Whew. Could you handle the first season of a Joker series? Could you handle the first season of a Joker? I mean, could it sustain? Could you do a 10-episode limited series on the Joker? And you're mm-hmm. the, 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 the lead, it's called Joker something, but the lead is like, like in the Brian Azzarello comic, it's a guy who signs on to be part of the crew and goes through all these maddening situations. Part of being part, somehow keeps surviving every episode, um, under the Joker's tutelage. And then that person is eventually killed at the end of season one. And then season two is a new person who joins the crew and you follow their, maybe it's a woman, you know, and you follow their, okay, uh, journey through the whole thing, you know. So I haven't read that. And when you first started oh. it, I was envisioning a uh, something where a guy wants to be a henchman and he has to go through a series of tests. Oh, as to whether so, it's like a, basically weeding out, yeah, and finding the true believers type of thing. So you only oh. get glimpses of the Joker as he's setting up these little squid games like scenarios. Oh my god, a Joker squid game series! You just stumbled upon genius there, man. Um. Batman. Yeah, I was thinking Batman, if he had just one case, like he's got to solve a oh, case over the course of a sure, season. Sure, sure, sure. Like eight or ten episodes, whatnot, and then you could use some of the the lesser-known villains from like the animated show. Right. Do Calendar Man or something instead of one of the big guys. But, I mean, Batman's already been a series, so he's saying – I think he means one that's – Oh, I mean, you know, yeah, it's not the same fucking thing. <laughs> Are you discounting Adam West's Batman, sir? But it, he's not Batman in the way we currently think of what Batman should That's be. That's fair. Sure, sure. Absolutely. So I'm thinking in the context of Loki and Peacemaker, right? Adam West is, you know, not the same thing. I mean, comic book fans reject stuff like this as a TV series. But, I mean, a Lois Lane TV series where she's, like, investigating these, like, real corrupt shit that's going on globally or these, these uh, stuff, maybe a corporation or whatever. That could be super interesting, especially if it's like her investigating LexCorp. So you have a Lex Luthor, you have a Lois Lane, and occasionally Clark Kent or mm-hmm. Superman shows up, but the, it's occasional. The focus is very much on Lois. You could even just call it Lois. That's a, yeah. that, that could sell, you know, but I mean, if Gotham got five seasons, you never fucking saw Batman until the end. I think you could do four seasons of Lois for God's sakes. Did you watch Gotham? I tried to, man. I got, I try. I mean, I, I thought the guy who played Penguin was fantastic. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Three, three person name. Robin Lord Miller. Yeah, I thought he was great, but like, 
the show itself was just rough sometimes, man. Just really rough. I I don't know a single person that watched it. So <laughs> that kind of told me everything I need to know after it'd been out for a while. It's like, oh, maybe is this a bingeable thing? Yeah. I didn't know a single person. Do you watch uh, what we do in the shadows? Uh no. I is that uh, not your cup of tea? I think I would enjoy it. I don't think Catherine would like uh-huh. it at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. So just the bulk of the TV watching that I do uh, mm-hmm. is with her. And then outside of that, I watch, you know, Book of Boba Fett and a couple other random things. Right. But, you know, we watch a couple hours of TV together and then that's all the TV I really watch. And then I just go over to YouTube or something like that if I watch something on my own yeah. spare time. Um, you and I are in the same boat. Lindley did not like what we do in the shadows. It's not her type of humor, but I tear through it when I can. Like, cause it's like what, 10 episodes, 30 minutes each, I finish it in like five, six hours. It's great. So good. Um, yeah, I think over, yeah, go ahead. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe over time I will, uh, yeah, yeah, check in on it. What are you watching um, now? Are you, are you into anything new now? What, like brand new just started? Oh, no, just yeah, it could be a show from years ago, whatever. I mean, uh, is there anything you've stumbled upon that you're watching now? I always enjoy hearing what you and Catherine are watching. Well, let's see. Uh, we finished. Station. I'm trying to think of what's coming out on a weekly. Oh, I mean, we're kind of casually watching the Righteous Gemstones. Oh yeah, I'm it's wondering right. if we get into that. Yeah, I kind of yeah, have. Yeah, I can't have really that. recommend it. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't like the cast, not, and I don't mean the first run cast. I mean like the cast below them. I was just like, mm, not too exciting. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's one of those of if we're eating, we'll throw that mm. on because you mm-hmm. don't really have to pay attention, and you can just kind of. Yeah. Eaten and whatever else. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what's coming. I mean, Billions just came back. Would you recommend Billions? I've never started Billions. Yes and no. <laughs> okay. What's the well, yes I like. Sure, yes, I can answer. What's the no part of it? Some of the cast I think is just brutal. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And also, apparently everybody in this world knows every pop culture reference throughout history and time. And it's so annoying because they'll make obscure references and everybody in the room is like, oh, of course, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no fucking chance. None. I exist in a world where people talk pop culture and this is fucking ridiculous. Nobody talks like this. And it's the Gilmore girls. No one is this knowledgeable about all this shit. Oh, really? Yeah, I never watched young it. Age. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Rory was apparently knew all the possible <laughs> references you can make about all the historical people and the pop culture stuff that was going on decade per decade. And it's ridiculous. It was, it was yeah. super ridiculous. Still a fun show, but it was super ridiculous. I mean, be one thing like, cause the, the cast spans a couple different generations. Oh, okay. There are, you know, a couple gentlemen and they're like, uh, you know, 50s, 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a few even older, like 70 or 80s. Yeah. And then there's some people in their 30s and there's some people like in their young 20s. And the young 20s are making references that the 70-year-olds are like, yep, totally. <laughs> and you're like, no, that doesn't, no, that doesn't happen. They don't have the same point of reference. Oh, my God. Hilarious. So it's shit like that where Koppelman, <laughs> like they think he's just too. Well, you're right there, David. It does slap. I agree with you. <laughs> oh, it's not even that. It's like knowing who Ken Norton fought. What? 
and they'll make a reference to that and be like, that's like third round, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, oh did that? Ha-? And then somebody else who should have has given no indication that they like that <laughs> at all is like, yeah, remember one bot? And you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> They're all a little too cool for school. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a few few people on it that I think are just bad at their job. Okay. Okay. And uh there's one character that I want to punch him in the face every time he talks. He doesn't talk wow. all that much, wow. thank God. Okay. Um it's like I don't even know how you got cast, man. Yeah. Um, I mean I saw the um the Becky Lynch um cameo she did and I was like, "Oof. No, please don't do that." Who that um Yeah, she's you know who she is, right? The wrestler. No. Uh, not off the top of my okay. head. No. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they do have cameos like that. It's usually yeah. the part is like two lines. It's right. not that big. Yeah. But Giamatti is fantastic. Damian Lewis, who's now off the show and Corey Stoll took his place. All yeah. three of those guys are great. Uh, the woman, she was on Sons of Anarchy. She's pretty good. Yeah. Um, she plays a therapist, psychologist type of thing okay. there are a couple other of the analyst traders that i think are really good yeah and then there's a bunch of the analyst traders where i'm like oh god you are annoying okay um so yeah it's at this point it's just like we've already watched so much of it i think the first couple seasons are really good and then it yeah. just starts to trail off and i like Less selectly very specific things okay. about it but you know we don't have much right now so we're like we've restarted game of thrones Oh yeah, right on, right on. Uh, almost finished season one, and uh, you know that's where we're at. There's okay. not a whole lot new out because we've tried a bunch, and just like no, that's not really for us. Right. I'm trying to talk her into restarting Veep because I just randomly was folding clothes the other day. I was like, ah, it's on HBO Max. I'll watch it one or that's two. The fucking best. It's dude. It's the oh, best. I watched some random season five, episode seven when she's trying to line up the votes and she thinks Tom James is like going behind her. Oh, and he goes behind her back. Yeah. yeah. Because it comes down to a vote in the Senate. Right. Right. That episode was fucking extraordinary. Then it led into the Chinese summit episode with my, one of my favorite recurring characters, that Swedish girl, the Uh woman. Oh my God. Prime minister at that point. Yeah. 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 Great. It's so great. You are menopausing. You are menopausing. It's just, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm younger than you. She's, you're eight months older than me. It's just it's the back and forth. It's fucking genius, man. And then Joan and then Jonah getting voted in um with Peter McNichol. Oh my god, just so good. So yeah, I mean like I, I'm trying to talk her into it because she's always like you like you, like when we're eating food, she doesn't want to watch anything too heavy. So let's restart Veep. Why not? So, yeah, throw it in. Yeah. It's, it's the best. We started Little Drummer Girl on AMC from 2018 with uh Elizabeth uh, Florence Pugh. Oh my god. God, dude, it's fucking excellent, man. Never even heard of that. Little Drummer Girl? Yeah, it's a remake of the Diane Keaton movie from the 1980s based on the John Le Carre novel. And so Florence Pugh plays, and it's Michael Shannon in there as well, and um Peter Skarsgård. So they're, essentially it's about how these, um uh this rogue, um um you know, Arab people from the, or the Middle East are are targeting Jewish people in the 1970s, 80s. And so they're finding these young act, finding a young actress to infiltrate 
them and find out the information about how they're setting up the bombings. And so they recruit Florence Pugh, who's a young actress in England. So it's the first three episodes are fucking phenomenal. We had to stop because I've had things the last two nights, but like I'm like going, I'm chomping at the bit to finish because it's so good. How many seasons is it? Just like just one? one season, six episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, give that a whirl. Yeah, if you, it's on AMC. Okay, don't yeah. have AMC. It's on. It's See on if AMC. I can find or is it, it on yeah, something else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Got like so many of those, and I don't want to order another one. <laughs> Dude, I hear you. I hear you. Well, at least you do television content on your channel, so you can yeah. write this shit off. It's I can. A business expense. You're right. You're not. You're not wrong there, brother man. I mean, unless you want to start. You know, top ten TV show offshoot. <laughs> I don't get a lot. chance to write in. I mean, I guess I could be like, oh, well, I need the movies for you know. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be would down we down for us doing that. A lot of people are asking us always to like. Yeah, I just don't want to get forced into a situation where I have to watch a season of some bullshit that I know I'm gonna fucking hate. Right. Because they're expecting reviews on. Right. It's one thing when you got to see a movie because worst case is it's three hours and you're out. Yeah. True. 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 Whereas TV shows, like it's 12 episodes. Good luck. You're like, oh man, I got to spend, you know, 55 minutes an episode. So yeah. we're talking about 11 hours, 11 hours of something I'm going to fucking hate. <laughs> that's the downside of TV. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair point. That's a fucking fair point. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think that that's probably good for today's show. Yeah, thank I think you. so too. All right. There we go. That's a good call. Uh, thank you all so much for the uh, questions and God encourage you all send in your questions, thoughts and comments. We're literally down to single digits because we've caught up. So those of you who are hesitant or think we were, we were way behind. We have almost caught up. So send in your questions, thoughts and comment. Look, the Super Bowl's on the, on the precipice here. NBA is at the all star break. There's a lot going on in the world. Movies are starting to come back. Jackass Forever, Moonfall, all this shit is happening. TV shows are here, Peacemaker, what have you. All this stuff is happening now, so start to ask us. Plus, the BAFTA nominations got announced. The Oscar awards are around the corner. Ask us about whatever you want to ask us about and send it to us. Plus, I'm sure a lot of you are transitioning into, into like, okay, your resolutions are done. We're in February. What's going on with your lives? So send us your questions, thoughts, and comments there. And uh, the address, Matt, is in the patreon am i correct that is correct the email address is over there and you can find it for the five dollar and above so please send in whatever questions comments topics you'd like us to talk about it and we'd love to have them and that is it for today's show you can follow uh the show itself at top 10 show on twitter and on instagram and youtube it is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10 and uh if you feel so inclined follow me at matt nost and you can follow me at the roca says on twitter and on instagram all right y'all take care of yourselves be well We'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Thunder.